It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shoei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You are Locked On Brewers. Your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ben Larson. You can find me on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers is the show handle, also at Cheesehead Talks with an S at the end, my personal handle, and Facebook.com slash Lockdown Brewers. That's our social media spots to find us and interact and follow us uh, all the time. And it's Brewers every day. And your Brewers fix right here with Lockdown Brewers. So follow, interact engage happy to be here with you uh we have reached you know the biggest day of the season so far it is the postseason it is the wild card game do or die one game and you're in to the divisional round the loser goes home we all know the story you can agree or disagree with the format here we are (laughs) okay and i disagree but here we are brewers have not been in this position ever before as a franchise they were a wild card we back, don't you know, there in 2008, you know. Uh, but they lost in a best of five in the divisional series to the eventual champion Philadelphia Phillies, three games to one. So here we are, and uh, it's a winner-take-all, and it's going to be very interesting tonight to see how it unfolds. Brewers, the decided underdog in this game, but uh, I, I don't think it's too far off to say and suggest that these games are crapshoots. Or they're close. Maybe not 100%, but close enough. If you've listened to the podcast or you've been sort of paying attention, you know by now that in the National League, this is the eighth version of this one-game wildcard playoff. And in five of the previous seven, the road team has won, including last year when the Rockies knocked out the Cubs in extra innings at Wrigley Field, which was great. Uh, Just because, you know, the Brewers had already beaten the Cubs in game 163, And even though I think the Brewers probably prevail in a five-game series, 
I didn't really want to see the Cubs again. So they got the Rockies and they swept the Rockies and uh, and moved on to the NLCS. So is there magic left in the tank or do they spend it all in September? You know, and if they get by this series and they go on to play the Dodgers, what will things look like? They'll get a day off, but the Brewers are going to have to expend some pitching tonight, you would, you would think, in order to have a chance to win this game. So we'll talk about all that. We'll get into the preview. Dr. Scott will join us on Tuesdays with Dr. Scott. He's got some great analytics to share with us about this wild card round, about the Brewers, about Max Scherzer, who the Brewers will face tonight. And so we'll preview that. And uh, I'll also have a preview of the wild card game. Uh, and that's all ahead here on Lockdown Brewers on this wild card Tuesday edition. Of course, tomorrow on the show, we'll review the wild card game and talk about the Brewers and the Nationals and hopefully the Brewers and the Dodgers. Uh, so that's on tomorrow's show, but uh, we'll get to that when we get to that. Vivid Seats is a chance. Now, if you were going to get in a plane or on a train or maybe you're already there in Washington, D.C., uh, to check it out. It's not that long of a drive, right? Although, again, I don't know. If, could you make it if you started this morning and didn't stop? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> How many hours it takes to get to D.C.? I'm not sure. But once you're there, you could go with Vivid Seats. You could download the app if you haven't already. You should. Not only for an event like that if you're a road tripping it to D.C., but all around Wisconsin. Look, we got a lot of big games coming up in Wisconsin. You know, not only could the Brewers face the Dodgers... What would that be uh, over the weekend and next week in the NLDS? Uh, that could be a, a chance for you to use the Vivid Seats app and, and look for deals, especially as the game gets closer. But you got other sports. You know, if you're going to come to Madison and, and watch the Badgers, you're going to go up to Green Bay, watch the Packers. How about the Bucks? Their training camp is underway, and, and they could be a very interesting ticket here through the season. You can get, look at all these things, plus concerts and shows all using the Vivid Seats app, and you get a loyalty program automatically, Vivid Seats Rewards. We're talking about 10 to 16% savings, not too shabby. You go to the App Store, Google Play, uh, and uh, download Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically, like we said, enrolled in the Rewards Loyalty Program and enjoy credits on all the purchases as part of those Vivid Seats Rewards. And remember, Vivid Seats also backs their orders with a 100% guarantee. So worth going to check out, download the app, and then, of course, enter promo code POSTSEASON at checkout to, to receive a discount of up to $100. Okay, so Wild Card Tuesday and the Brewers and Nationals uh, tonight. I don't want to sit here and overanalyze this game to death. I don't know that a lot of people are doing that because you kind of, you know, there's only so much analysis you can do. These games, there's going to be some twists and turns you don't expect. And if it stays close through the middle to late innings, there's going to be some real dramatic twists and turns that you just don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, you one thing I can I can see, you know, sort of lining up is the way the pitching staffs are going to be used, and it, it'll be interesting. The Nationals will stack Scherzer, Strasburg, and and Patrick Corbin. They don't want anything to do with diving into their bullpen. Now I'm not sure how good a strategy that is for the entire postseason, but in a one game playoff. You know, it, it'll it'll pass the muster here. And the Brewers could face three of the top starters in the National League all back-to-back. Could be like an all-star game, you know, where the starter goes two, you know, the next guy two and two. Or probably a little longer. But that's what they got going on. The really only two arms that are have come through for the Nationals, even a little bit in that bullpen, which has been pretty bad, Daniel Hudson and Sean Doolittle. 
the closer for the Nationals, who looked good over the weekend but has struggled a little bit. And Hudson maybe coming on a little, but just, again, it's not been good. And, of course, Washington had that terrible start in 19-31 on the season, and they've been very good since then. Uh, and they've won eight in a row coming into this game. So <laughs> they're a red-hot team. And sometimes, you you know, eight in a row is enough and you snap the streak. Other times, they just keep going. That's what the Brewers did last year. They won eight in a row into the playoffs. They then swept the Rockies, and they won game one of the NLCS against the Dodgers to make it 12 in a row. And uh, then, you know, they almost took the series, of course, going to game seven against the Dodgers. So you just don't know. I mean, again, crapshoot, <laughs> you know, or close to it, very close to it is what you have in these games. So that's what the Brewers will face, and we're all kind of aware of that. And, you know, we'll see how this plays out, but I'm not I'm not betting against what the Brewers can bring to the table because of how good they've been with their pitching and bullpen. And again, remember in this in this wildcard round, Craig Council can set his roster and he can stack them with pitching or hitting or whatever it's going to be, but you can do a, a 25-man roster and you can leave out a lot of your pitchers. You know, you're, you're going to leave, obviously you're going to leave guys like, uh, uh, Gio Gonzalez and, you know, um, Chase Anderson. I'm blanking on names here. And uh, Adrian Hauser, you're going to leave those guys off and it'll create room maybe for more hitting, maybe a little bit more pitching. I mean, you don't need that many pitchers. You know, if you're in a situation where you're using 10 pitchers, it's probably not too good. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see when that is released. It has to be out by uh, uh, Tuesday morning here. And so I don't have it yet, but at the time of this recording, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do. If if I'm thinking about this and, and looking at what the Brewers are going to do with their pitching, you got Woodruff, the announced starter. You hope he can go four. Wouldn't that be great if he could go four? But more likely three, uh, maybe even two, as his arm kind of rebuilds and bounces back uh, and gets its stamina back after that oblique strain. And then, you know, depending on Woodruff's performance, you might go to Jordan Lyles, who it is his turn to pitch. So you might go Jordan Lyles and say, hey, just give it all for two innings here. So let's say let's say that Woodruff goes three, then Lyles for two, okay? That gets you through five, and then maybe you hand it off to Suter for two, gets you into the seventh, uh, and, and maybe a combination of Pomerantz and Hayter. You know, ideally, you'd want to hand the ball to Josh Hayter either at the start of the eighth or with a one or two outs in the eighth and say, go get him. Because he's very used to that role and he's been dominant a lot of times. So you'd like to have at least a one-run lead going with that strategy, right, if you can get there. But it's going to mean that, you know, that combination of Woodruff, Lyles, Suter, that's my guess here, and then Pomerantz, maybe, maybe not. Maybe Woodruff, Lyles, and Suter get you all the way to the eighth inning. I don't know. That's where it's in play. But I really see the Brewers using five arms here. And those names I just named off, Woodruff, Lyles, Lyles, Suter, Pomerantz, and Hayter. Okay, and I don't know. I mean, we haven't heard a lot of chatter. I don't know what's going on with Jordan Lyles necessarily. Maybe if Jordan Lyles pitches two innings, he could come back and pitch in like game two of the NLDS if they get there. You know, and I know you can't think about that, uh, but it's possible, right? And so that's kind of what the Brewers are are looking at here. And if it goes to extras, who would your first guy out of the pen be? Probably, probably Freddie Peralta. You want to say, right? And then, you know, you might get in some trouble. But so would the Nats, unless they could save one of their starters, you know, for potential extra innings. Because it's obviously possible that this game could go to extras. So, you know, that's really, it's, it's fun to see you kind of think of 
I'm trying to beat Craig Council here and see what he's going to do and how he's going to to pitch this game and, and what his strategy is for how they carry guys on the roster. You know, do you have a full slate of pinch hitters? Yeah, I would think so. Right? You're gonna have usually you have four bench players. They might have six. You know, six or seven. Maybe more. I I don't know. These wild card games are an interesting animal. <laughs> you know, when you take a look at what you can do. You know, how many pitchers do you need to carry? Usually uh, in the regular season, you carry 13. I mean, I don't see any reason why you'd carry more than eight or nine in this game. That's a lot. I get that. But you're talking about five, and then maybe you, you save two for extras or three. You don't want to run out. And the, and the, the off chance that you go 20 innings or something like that, uh, you know, you're going to want some arms back there. So, again, it's, it'll be fun to watch how these things unfold. Uh, but you'll probably have a very full complement of pinch hitters. And, of course, as you stack the lineup, as you put the lineup out there, we don't know about Lorenzo Kane. We don't know of his availability. Braun's going to be in there. I would imagine Braun will be hitting third or fifth. You know, you're going to you're gonna ride with that horse. You're going to have Grandal in the two-hole, probably having Grisham leading off, even though Scherzer's good against lefties. If Kane can't go, you're going to have to, you know, throw Grisham in there uh, for sure. And then, you know, if Kane goes, maybe he's still in the six-hole. And you have Moustakis and uh, and Hira in there. All those guys you can is pretty much your standard, you know, throwing that these guys at Scherzer to see what can happen. And then the rest of the Nationals pitchers. So it's going to be, again, it's going to be very fun to see and follow what that looks like as the lineups are redu- released, as the rosters are released uh, going into this game today. So we'll talk about that and a lot more, but that's kind of how I think it stacks up. Uh, and we'll see how it plays out. We'll see how right or wrong I am uh, when we talk about it on tomorrow's show. Uh, Dr. Scott will join us. He's got some great stats, uh, analytics to to go over regarding you know Max Scherzer and his career and his playoff record, which is extensive, as we know. So we'll go over that again, his record against the Brewers, which may not be that encouraging for Brewer fans, but we'll talk about it. Also, how does hotness and, and the red-hot streak both these teams have been on in September, how does that correlate to postseason success? Dr. Scott's got some analysis on that as well. So we'll talk to him coming up next. You're locked on Brewers. Maybe you don't want to have to worry about leaving the house tonight, you know, if you want to go get something to eat or, or whatever you want to do. You can just be focused on baseball without having to worry about going someplace because you can use Postmates. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates will deliver. They are the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer a delivery from all restaurants, grocery and convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates brings you what you need within the hour. Not bad. No more trips to the store. Download the app for iOS or Android for free, browse local restaurants, businesses, and track your delivery in real time. Now, for a limited time, Postmates giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download the Postmates, download Postmates, I should say, and save with code Locked on. This Locked On podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients 
and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life, homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you to get your favorite live events. Get a ticket to that live event. Enter promo code POSTSEASON and save a discount of up to $100 using that Vivid app. So before the season began, or before, let me be more accurate, before the podcast began, and this is so this podcast, Lockdown Brewers, that you're listening to, hope you know the name of it, uh, it began uh, uh, just after Memorial Day weekend, okay? And so that that's when it began. And I, right away, very early on, I targeted uh, Brew Maths on Twitter. I said, this guy is going to be a guest on this show, and it's Dr. Scott. And we, we very quickly called it Tuesdays with Dr. Scott. Well, it's apropos because there's never been a more important Tuesday. Maybe not never, but this season anyway, than today. Maybe the one with Maury. Yeah, yeah, yeah Maury. He was dying, Dr. Scott. Yeah. Dying. Oh, all right. uh, anyway. Maybe not. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're bringing on Tuesdays with Dr. Scott because today is the day of the National League wildcard game. And uh, here are the Brewers in the National League wildcard game taking on the Nationals. So we have a chance on Tuesdays with Dr. Scott to have a full a discussion about what this game means uh, from an analytics standpoint, what the the Brewers and Nationals kind of bring to the table here. And so, again, Dr. Scott is a medical doctor who uh, wastes way too much time on baseball statistics, making him a Brewers sabermetrics genius, and I don't know exactly what that makes him to his patients, but, you know, leave that to his patients. Anyway, uh, Dr. Scott. It's a balance. It's a balance. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. You got a license to protect there, buddy. Okay, so let's talk about... Max Scherzer, because everybody uh, is freaked out about. No, I don't know if everybody's freaked out about Max Scherzer, but that's what people have been talking about for a long time. Oh man, you don't want to go in the one game playoff against Max Scherzer, mm-hmm. uh, and no, I, I'm mocking people, but it's true. I mean, he's he's pretty good. His ERA, uh, what two nine two this year. He's uh, one of the premier pitchers in all of baseball. We know that, and he gets the ball tonight against the Brewers. So, what can you tell me that's interesting? In your looks at Max Scherzer, Dr. Scott. Well, let's just do a quick overview of Scherzer. We'll start with his 2019 numbers. He's 11-7, like you mentioned, with a 292 ERA. His FIP leads the league, his fielding independent pitching at 2.45. Um, and his whip is 1.027. So he lets just a, a little over one guy on per base uh, or on base per inning there. Um, his career home run per nine or how many home runs he gives up per nine innings is one this year it's 0.9 so a little bit better there he also leads the league in k per nine or strikeouts per nine innings at 12.7 and strikeouts per walks at 7.36 which is pretty crazy um now just when he starts to seem superhuman you look at uh, his postseason stats and you know they're still pretty good but he's four and five with a 3.373 era and a 1.110 whip 
Um, and then that strikeout to walk ratio drops from 7.3 down to 3.2. Uh, the last four postseasons he's been in, he lost 2013 versus Boston, 14 versus Baltimore, 16 versus the Dodgers, and 17 versus the Cubs. He let four earned runs, five earned runs, five earned runs, and three earned runs in those games. So, you know, they, they all touched him. Um, now, more recently, if we dig into, you know, like his production over the last five games, his ERA has been 5.16 and he's been two and two. So, you know, he's really good and maybe the best pitcher on the planet, but he uh, isn't perfect. And those signs of or dents in the armor have never been more evident than recently and in the postseason. Here's another little known fact about Max Scherzer. Uh, he was a bedwetter. And so I think that if the Brewers can – I'm just making that up. That's actually very cruel and completely out of line, uh, and I'm totally making that up. But he does have two different colored eyes. Have you seen his profile picture? Is there a story behind that? Just... I, I, I don't know the exit velocities on the bedwetting uh, or the launch angles. I don't have any of those numbers, so we can't dig into that. But I'm telling you, he's got a – okay, in his profile picture, I'm looking at it right now, he's got a brown eye and a blue eye. Now, I never noticed it before, but it's kind of freaking me out. Now, I know there are people who have two different colored eyes. <laughs> you never noticed that before? That's one of didn't. his most notable features. Yeah, it is, isn't it? So I'm, this is making me sound terrible. It's making me sound totally uneducated. I'm sure about he does. Season. He does sound a little, or it does look a little, uh, you know, like kind of Halloweenish. I guess. Yeah. It's, it's apropos. Apropos. It's April, or is it, it's April? It's uh, October first. No, I don't know. I mean, it's just uh, I just kind of noticed that looking, and I didn't before because you know what the deal is, Doctor Scott. I don't really pay any attention to anybody except for the Brewers. <laughs> I have to tell you that. I mean, I Welcome know, to my world. Yeah, I know who the stars are in baseball and all that stuff, but I, I'm not so much of a baseball nerd. Uh, no, no insult intended there. Well, that, right. I just this I don't. Good, you know what I mean? You're, prov you're providing me a great segue right now. Okay. The, the, if, if all you pay attention to are the Brewers, the scary man with the scary eyes you just talked about, uh, he does handle the Brewers pretty well. Braun is uh, or Grandal is 0 for 13. Braun is 0 for 14. Kane is 0 for 15. Jeez. Moose has had 36 at bats against him and is hitting 167. The guys who've done the best against Scherzer are Shaw, Gamble, and Arcia. But uh, <laughs> all together, they've had 12 at bats against him. So I don't know if we can read too far into that. Well, I did see as well that Yelich, uh, of course, not surprising, has hit him pretty well too. But that's yeah, not going to help we won't, tonight. Wasn't going to mention that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The one, the one thing we should note about Scherzer though is versus left-handed hitters this year, his OPS uh, or OPS, uh, the, the opponent's OPS, I should say, it was 527 uh, lefties against Scherzer, whereas righties hit 763. Hmm. His um, strikeouts per walk. Uh, walks against lefties was 14.1 his strikeouts per walk against righties was 4.43 so versus right-handed batters uh he performs about you know right-handed hitters do about league average against him whereas left-handed hitters they struggle so you know counterintuitive but but that's what we got as he is a right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. all right so that's scherzer and we'll see what happens and you know we're not even talking about the fact that you know, he might have a short leash. I mean, it's hard to say that with Scherzer because he is, like you said, maybe the best pitcher on the planet, but the Nationals could back him right up with Strasburg and then uh, Corbin as well. They could go three starters just to stack them yeah, right on top scary. of each other. So mm -hmm. the Brewers will face a challenge tonight, no no question about it. Let's, mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about this, though. I wanted to, and we're talking with Dr. Scott. It's Tuesdays with Dr. Scott. On the wild card game day for the Brewers here in 2019, 
and Dr. Scott, of course, you can find on Brewmaths, brewmaths.com or brew underscore maths on Twitter. Brewers, Sabermetrics, genius, and medical doctor. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's talk about the uh, the, the correlation here. Cause you you, you want to... The fan, uh, and, and yours truly included, was always like, let's get hot at the end of the year. Let's see what the, the team can do. My favorite, and th- this is for any sport. You know, I'm always excited if the Packers have a great December or rolling ahead of steam into the playoffs. And sometimes you'll see a team do that and roll all the way through to, a, to you know the championship in their respective sport. Uh, but that's not always the case. Now, the Brewers had a really hot September with a dud finish just over the weekend here. The Nationals are white hot. They've won eight in a row heading into the playoffs. Remind mm-hmm. you of the Brewers last year, uh, mm-hmm. which is what they did. And so how does it correlate? You you have some interesting uh, look at that as people who've actually researched this and and seen kind of over the years how it correlates to post yeah. success. I'm glad that you asked because there has been uh, actual studies performed in the past. In 2015, a guy named Andy Soncrant, S-O-N-C-R-A-N-T, if you want to look it up, um, an undergrad in the uh, math program at Berkeley, did a study and he looked at the uh, two indicators in terms of World Series success. He compared win percentage versus top teams relating to, you know, World Series wins. And he looked at win percentage in September and how that kind of translates to World Series wins. Well, uh, teams that won the World Series uh, when he, you know, he looked, used data from 1970 to 2009. And teams during that time who won the World Series had a winning percentage against top teams that was 617. The winning percentage in September, though, was 495. Hmm. Um, teams that didn't win the World Series had a um, winning percentage in September of 497, so a little bit higher. So if you kind of look at those numbers, that tells you the September winning percentage as, as an indicator is garbage, yeah. um, at least from the data we have now. The only indicator that kind of translates to will this team win a World Series is their winning percentage versus top teams. Um, now, the magic number is kind of 575. Uh, teams that win World Series typically have a WPTT or a winning percentage versus top teams um, that's greater than 575. Top teams are deemed as being the top uh, third of the league, you know, in terms of winning. Okay. Now, that's pretty complex and can kind of, you know, you can get lost in all that. But I think the, the message is pretty simple. Um, the record, the Brewers record versus playoff teams, NL playoff teams this year is 19 and 19. Um, and so that puts them at 500 under that 575 mark, but hey, they're in the ballpark. Yeah. Um, (laughs) that's kind of world series predictor too. So that's not just for this Washington game. Now, if we step back and we, you know, kind of just look at this more generally speaking, there's been seven teams that have been, uh, in the, uh, postseason as a wild nl wild card team it started in 2012 with Matheny's cards versus the braves um now if you look at those seven teams let's look at their record in the nlds those teams are three and four in the nlcs those teams are one and two and the only team to win the world series as an nl wild card is the 2014 giants um Mm -hmm. now so if you kind of just look at those numbers three out of the seven uh Wildcard teams or NL wildcard teams won the NLDS or 43% of them and one out of seven won the World Series or 14%. So it's kind of where it's looking. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as far as the wildcard game itself, uh, crapshoot's probably too strong of a word, uh, but it's not that far (laughs) off, right? Yeah, yeah, it's one game. Yeah, because one game. That's exactly right. And, And the road team has won 
five of the seven games in the National League uh, in this format. So you know, you just you don't know what's going to happen, obviously. And and even I, I'm sure, and I, I don't know the exact history on this, but I'm sure that the number one, you know, home team had their ace going a lot of times, just like Washington does tonight. Yep. You just don't know because again, yep. you could go. It could be zero zero after six. And then, yeah. you know, what happens? Right? Like we kind of mentioned before, too, like, who knows? Maybe uh, Arcia, Gamble, and Pena go crazy, and Scherzer's yeah. out after three innings, and, you know, you, you just don't know. Um, what I'm really hoping for is that whoever starts our game uh, can really, you know, hold down the first three or four innings because the Brewers don't usually seem to get going until those mid to late innings when the relievers come in, and I hope we're not already in a huge hole, you know? Yeah, I mean that would be the big key. You know, you're gonna have to be even with they're down only a run. I mean, I wouldn't even down two runs is probably too many uh, in a game. Like, you never know, but you know, it just mm-hmm. it's a lot. So uh, that's gonna be the key. You're gonna have to be even with, uh, or maybe just down a run or up a run or two to really have a shot in this game. How about that for analysis? <laughs> Expert. You, just, yeah, you can't. You can't, you can't argue with it though. Yeah, you can't get it anywhere else. Right here, you're gonna have to either be even or up two or down only one to have a chance in this game. There you go. Ben's bulletproof analysis, exactly. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that is Dr. Scott. Who really did a good job bringing it uh, tonight uh, and for the game uh, to, for t- game tonight, I should say. So we appreciate uh, the efforts with Dr. Scott. And uh, we'll talk to him next week. Hopefully, we're talking about a, what would that still be, a DS, maybe a CS, you know? It goes fast in the playoffs. So we'll, we'll bring that up. You can always find him, of course, at Brew underscore Maths or uh, on, that's on Twitter, at Brew underscore Maths or on uh, on the web, the interwebs at BrewMaths.com. So here it is, Brewers at the Nationals, a 7.08 Central Time, first pitch tonight. Brandon Woodruff against Max Scherzer. See how long the starters last for both teams. But Woodruff, 11-3 on the season. 3.62 earned run average. The Brewers have only lost four games in which he has started all year long. Of course, he missed the two months uh, between uh, mid-July and mid-September. If he had not gone down to that strain, maybe the Brewers are division champions. Who knows? But uh, he certainly anchored that staff until the injury. He's made a couple of starts since, and they saved him over the weekend to have him start this game. And so will he be able to go four innings? Probably not. I'm guessing three, but I hope for four. And then the pitcher, the pitching staff for the Brewers really set up well after that. You could see Lyles, uh, certainly Brent Suter, the National League Pitcher of the Month, the Reliever of the Month for September, which is pretty cool, coming back from Tommy John and seeing his first action of the entire year. He turns in a pitcher of the month performance. That's pretty good. Uh, so you could see him working, and if you do, it'll be quick. And you know the story of Brent Suter. So a chance for him to get on the national stage tonight. And then, uh, you know, can you get Pomerantz and Hayter, or can you go straight to Hayter? That'll be really interesting to see. But uh, that's how it breaks down. Now, Scherzer, as we've talked about, 11-7 and at 2.92 earned run average this year. He did throw one game against the Brewers way back in May at Miller Park. One earned run in six innings pitched against the crew. So he was really good, and he's been really good. Ryan Braun is 0-14 for 14 in his career against Scherzer. Mike Moustakis is batting like a buck something, <laughs> buck 50, 6 for 36. It's not good. You know, a lot of these guys have not done well against Scherzer. So... You'd think it's bad, but you just never know. You don't know. So let's see what happens tonight because in this one-game thing, you know, it's anything can happen. 
and that's always the case in these one-game playoffs. So, uh, Woodruff beat the Nats, by the way, uh, allowing just one earned run in six innings pitched at Miller Park on May 8th. So a couple days later, when the Brewers swept the National League, the Nationals, I should say, uh, in that series at Miller Park. But very different teams now, uh, several months later as we, we start play here in October. So we will uh, break down the game tomorrow. We'll talk about all the ins and outs, the ups and downs, the lefts and rights, and hopefully a win and talk about uh, the Brewers advancing in the playoffs. Uh, but we'll have it all here for you tomorrow, so be sure to tune in to Locked on Brewers. You can always find me at Cheesehead Talks uh, on Twitter, also at Locked on Brewers on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Locked on Brewers. And do tell a friend. I've been asking you all season long to tell a friend, but please do so. Uh, tell them about Lockdown Brewers because we're going to continue no matter what. Now, let's not talk about the season being over, uh, but just know that you know November, December, January, we'll still be here every day with a podcast about the Brewers, so you can always uh, get your Brewer fix right here with Locked On Brewers. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can subscribe to the show on the new Himalaya podcast app as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Brewers. I'm Ben Larson, and I will talk to you tomorrow when we deliver your daily Brewers fix right here on Locked On Brewers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.